Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. An all-American haunting. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And this is Ghost Town. In 1972, the West Point Military Academy was under siege, not by an opposing army, but by ghosts. Capital G, ghosts. Are you in? I'm in. Are you with us? Mm -hmm. 1972 was a high-profile year for paranormal experiences at West Point. What is West Point? It's a military academy Mm -hmm. located in upstate New York, about an hour outside of New York City. Mm-hmm. It's very prestigious. I think it kind of feels to me like it's on par with Ivy League schools in terms of its reputation and work ethic and culture around it, I guess. And it, it goes back. It goes back. Mm-hmm. Definitely the Civil War. I think maybe even the Revolutionary War because that part of the Hudson Valley, mm-hmm. which is where I grew up. Beautiful. Has a has a long history with the Revolutionary War. George Washington's last encampment is near there. And I worked at West Point at the Hotel Thayer, which is a very famous national landmark and hotel. Mm. I was a bellboy. Oh yeah. AKA a porter. And I, everyone still <laughs> said bellboy. Did you have a did you wear something fancy? It wasn't too fancy. It was mm-hmm. it was a, it wasn't uh, look what you'd imagine. Did you have a hat? I did not have a hat. There was no hat, but I did take the bags of Sally Struthers <laughs> from All in the Family. Yeah. And I also met Adrian Zmed from Grease 2. <gasps> I knew that name sounded familiar, and then it all came back to me. And I remember, t- I think he may have been doing, maybe he was doing Grease or something in, mm-hmm. in the in the area. I don't know. But I remember telling him that I like. I was like, I've seen Grease two more than more oh times God. than any other movie, and Absolutely. I was like, I like it better than Grease one. He was like, he laughed and he was like, so do I. Amazing, it's <laughs> and true. He was super cool. Grease two uh, is amazing. Just I was going to do a solo show about Grease two. I'm glad that didn't happen, but it shows you my love for it. And Grease two has its own haunts, but West Point <laughs> in 1972, and I think what makes this really. Unique is that it is a no-nonsense military academy. Mm -hmm. It isn't just a wacky bed and breakfast. (laughs) But we've discussed this many times, the military and paranormal, new age, they were no stranger to that. Yeah. 
whether it was remote viewing or using psychics or whatever the case may be. So I think they were open-minded to the idea of hauntings. And if somebody suggested it, it wasn't immediately brushed off and pull yourself up by your bootstraps type situation. I mean, maybe that did happen, but I think they 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 were pretty open to it. Yeah, I, I mean, West Point, though, I mean, you're learning how to be, a, you know, a person, a leader in the military. So, I, I, yeah, the dichotomy between a bunch of hauntings in this place that's so buttoned up is really interesting to me. West Point is the oldest continuously operated army post in the U.S. and A. American soldiers first occupied West Point on January 27th, 1778. Long wow. history. Very long history. And if you are somebody who is into the paranormal and the haunted, going back that far, that's where you're going to get the go. That's where the ghosts come from. That's rich. You that's need rich. Time. That's soil. Yeah. The location was used for training cadets in engineering starting in 1794, but officially became the U.S. Military Academy at West Point in 1802. Just a little West Point history, a little me working as a bellboy. Mm-hmm. History. Get your background. Get your context. So let's start with Room 4714. October 1972, 2 a.m. The North Barracks, 47th Division. Two male cadets were asleep when a ghost soldier manifested in front of the younger cadet. The soldier stared with menacing eyes made of light that stirred the cadet to consciousness. Upon waking, the cadet screamed, and the soldier immediately vanished. I'd scream too. The ghost was described as middle-aged, single. <laughs> okay. He had an antique uniform, old, old-timey uniform from the 1830s, musket, handlebar mustache. Wow. Classic. The ghost got the nickname The Pusher because he sold CBD gummies. <laughs> At the bar next door. Very happening. Check Yelp. He was called the pusher because of his ice cold presence, and he forced other victims to lay immobile until the pressure of his hazy, glowing physique disappeared. Oh, I hate that. I hate when they – that's the my most terrifying ghost encounter is when somebody paralyzes me or when they lay on top of you in – like lengthwise, like very close to you. Those are. Ugh. It sounds like it could be a little sleep paralysis, a little. I mean, and, and I think at the time, things like ghosts, whether represented in movies or, or books or TV shows, were pretty prevalent. As soon as I hear the 1970s, 1972, I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they had a proclivity, I'm using that word again, mm-hmm. to feel like things were haunted. It obviously had a history, and I don't know how much that played into it, but pretty convincing, according to them. This is from former Superintendent Lieutenant General William A. Knowlton. He invited married clairvoyants. Guess who? Mm -mm. The the ones from Connecticut. The uh, what's their names? Ed and Lorraine. God, Warren. This is just like, I did this with Nick Cage one time, remember, where I was like, oh, I just had a stroke. So Ed and Lorraine Warren made their way there. They really got around. Mm -hmm. I'm just watching the new trailers for The Conjuring 3, and everything's kind of based on them. And I I did it, you know, I I think like a lot of people, you do your little little deep dives on Mm -hmm. 
the legitimacy of them. And it, it's, it, I just choose to appreciate the contribution to whatever it is and not try to be a stick in the mud about it. Not try yeah. to be the, the, this, this, be a cynic that I am. Skeptic, yeah. yes, but I don't want to also be a cynic. No, I mean, I think what you can say about them is that they had a very long career together. They, you know, like you said, they were everywhere. I'm embarrassed that I forgot their names because I just worked on a show that heavily involved their kind of ghost hunting MO. But they really tried to make it as scientific as you can being private ghost hunters, I think. So they did their psychic investigation and a seance. Mm-hmm. Lorraine revealed that there were those living in another dimension as she walked around and toured the rooms of quarters 100. So hmm. there were otherworldly spirits, ghosts, apparitions from another dimension. I guess they, I don't know how that I don't know how that works. In, how that works, but it's but another dimension. It sounds very cool. The superintendent, General William A. Knowlton, Lieutenant General, sorry, I don't want to mm-hmm. miss miscategorize his rank. Now we're getting an angry comment from his grandson. He detailed his account of their account. And he said that their psychic impressions that she picked up during the investigation included descriptions of spirits and energy present in each room. He wrote them down in a memorandum to the librarian requesting them to search West Point archives to find evidence that supported her claims. Okay. So, you know, doing okay. a little work, little doing yeah. little due diligence, as yeah. I say. I'm down with that. And then she described a woman who could be the ghost named Molly, an Irish cook who served Sylvanus Thayer from Hotel Thayer, where I worked. That's right. And I've, I've spent a lot of time in that hotel, and thinking back on it, it definitely probably had its haunts i mean you know a lot of people stayed in those rooms a lot of famous presidents famous people i'm mm-hmm. sure people had to have died but the- a cook named mary too molly typhoid, typhoid molly <laughs> never mind i take it all back Oof. the only the only thing that i saw that was really weird there is that they wanted me to break up a bat like a fight a wedding party fist fight <laughs> that happened there and then there was like blood everywhere and i'm like what? no i was like me I was like, I'm not breaking up. It's not your job. Oh, just, yeah. Like, oh, I'll get paid minimum wage to like get my face pounded in. Yeah. No, thanks. But Molly was known to rumple bed linens and knock wine bottles to the floor in the kitchen. Mm. I do that too. And I'm alive. She's not old. She's very domineering, athletically inclined, and really not quite a lady. I get a feeling of no man. If she had a husband... He was dominated while at home. That's what Lorraine Warren said. <laughs> it's like, let's find out a little less about this woman and more about her romantic life and her husband at home, if there is one, because God forbid there would be one and he would be, you know, assertive in any way. It was a different time. And the next haunting is probably the most terrifying. It is a break. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now 
All you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi, hello. How hello. are you? Hello, We're hello. We're checking in. Making, How's it going? Making sure you're okay. You're doing the best you can. Mm-hmm. How you feeling? You feeling good? Are you getting out there? Have you been to a restaurant? How does it feel? Have you been around more than a couple of people? How does that feel? Have you been to a Coachella? <laughs> Any Coachella? Just Coachella. Diet Coachella. Have Tell you us been to one? How you feel? <laughs> have you have you seen a Daft Punk at a Coachella? <laughs> I didn't say Imagine Dragons because we've been too yeah, rough been on them. Really, that's important. They really they're going to get really hurt when they listen. Want to say hello to everyone. Thanks mm-hmm. to everyone for listening, and thank you to all of our patrons, yes. and thank you to our government. We want to say hello to our mayors. We have a little Ashley Matson. Hello, little Joshua Lambert. Hello, a little Ben Forsyth. Hi, Esquire. Oh, MD. That's new. And our newest. It's pretty seasoned at this point. Well, they've learned the ropes. Now they just got to use them. Dara Rosenzweig or Dara Rosenzweig. (laughs) Not MD. Dropped out of medical school. Wow, that's good. That's good. Either way, I feel like one of us should say it one way and one of us should say it. I think she deserves both ways pronunciation and she can choose which one she listens to. Oh, wow. How about that? A little bit of a... You like that problem solving? I like the competition aspect of this podcast. (laughs) And our governor, Avian Noble. Avian! If you want to hear bonus episodes, early access with no ads or chit-chat, it's patreon.com slash ghosttownpod. And this is what really ties the week together. Mm -hmm. Maybe it ties the month together, but it definitely Mm. ties the week together. Apple Podcast reviews i mean i wake up every time we're supposed to record the morning of just waiting to hear what the public has said you're gonna wish you stayed asleep for these (laughs) (laughs) but thank you to anyone who has left a a review anywhere and if you haven't please please do please yeah 
This one's kind of a little bit heartbreaking, actually. I wanted to like it. One star from J. Ryan V. The only thing that they wrote, I tried. <laughs> that's very cr- That's like a suicide note. <laughs> I mean, it's the most <sighs> earnest. I, I was like, wow. I was like, it seemed like it was hard for this person to do. However, I'll say this. I've listened to a lot of podcasts. We all have. Mm-hmm. There probably hasn't been any that I would necessarily give one star. Mm-hmm. It would have to be pretty egregious. Yeah. Like, either the sound would be, it'd have to be inaudible or have some extremely horrible takes yes. to get one star. You'd at least get probably two or three from me. Oh, baseline, good. at least two or three, because I, you're doing the thing. I've only left, I need to leave more reviews. I'm impressed that this person said so little and still took the time to leave a review. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. I mean, it was, it's, I believe it. I don't yeah. think it was It's like they spiteful. fainted after two words. Topics you've never heard of. Five stars from Cranberry Juice. <gasps> I love Cranberry Juice. And you. They do a great variety of weirdness, and they make a lot of content. The hosts are funny and likable. They make the middle break feel like catching up with friends. This is one of my favorite podcasts. It makes my Wednesdays and Fridays better. I mean, I could have stopped them at likable, but I loved I loved your review. Can I review your review and say that I gave your review five stars? Just put I tried. <laughs> Hold on. Not done yet. Interesting topics, but a little too precious. Two stars. <laughs> You're going to find out. This is from Hoff Doug. You're talking about interesting topics that, by their nature, are off-putting and may elicit an internal response in the person listening. Fair. Fair. fair very yeah, fair. Absolutely. absolutely correct. For sure. Stop being so precious about how things happened or were portrayed by viewing them through some woke, that's how I knew, uh. <laughs> intersectional lens. That's how I knew. It was like, I can't believe this person knew the word intersectional, though. Just tell the story. Snowflake. No, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm adding that in there. <laughs> but that's so funny. It's like you're you're covering these sensitive topics where many people have died, and it's about history and family and like a lot of things that people hold very dear. How about you treat it like dog shit? <laughs> I'm writing this while listening to the Cramps concert at Napa, followed mm-hmm. by the Rothschild story. There are more distancing statements, disclaimers, and apologies about the subject than there is content about the subject. <laughs> that is Jason. That that's is me, Jason. and that is very fair. <laughs> That is objectionably fair. Mm-hmm. If your audience needs to be coddled so much with this treatment, then they're likely too afraid to be listening anyway. Embrace your subject matter and realize the the reasonable people don't think that you, the host, have a personal disdain for people with mental illness or have a particular love of ultra-wealthy anti-Semitic weirdos and embrace their beliefs. I will say this. Is, that, is what you're saying wrong for you? No. And... I wish everyone had the ability to know how we felt about the variety of subjects we talk about at any given time. Mm-hmm. That would be great. But what this person doesn't realize is we've done probably almost 300 episodes hitting different points. Mm-hmm. And we do get messages and we do get feedback that contradicts what you're saying. I would like to believe that people know that we're not hateful people that yeah. are looking to uh, you know do uh, put bad out into the world. Yeah. But 
I think it's important to also be mindful and respectful, especially we're we're not talking about like current topics all the time. It's like here's what happened in 2021. Mm-hmm. Here, when you're talking about things going back hundreds of years, thousands mm-hmm. of years, and decades ago, things change the way you discuss them, the way it's through a modern lens and all that, and it's. Yeah. It's easy for this person to say that, hey, just, you know, they'll know what you yeah. know. Relax, we're on the same page. Yeah, but that's you. Yeah. You know, there's, I mean, I, you know, I could be reading manifestos here all day and people be like, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Keep doing yum, it. Yum, yum. Yeah. So it's trying to, is, this person is like. Is this person from the bellwether? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I think people don't realize that there's other people out there that have different points of view and we have gotten messaged and such that again contradicts what you're saying mm-hmm. don't know what to tell you we don't do it on purpose i'm not looking to make a million disclaimers and such but if people find a fence or an issue maybe they're maybe they're maybe they're reaching i don't know but mm-hmm. we do our best to be fair deliver the stuff and we don't think somebody's like oh i hope they don't like the 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 idea that cr- a crime has happened yeah but it's talking about things and using terms and and you know just kind of prepare people and then what what is our point of view with it like what's uh, what's the weight behind of what we're saying like oh mm-hmm. you love that you think that's good or yeah. you know it, it's 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 delicate and it's hard and anyone who's putting things out there probably you know at least thinks about it or at least i hope thinks about it and i wish it, you know i wish that we didn't need to do that, but I also don't mind doing it, I guess. I don't yeah, you'd rather cover your bases than be mis- misunderstood. I think, yeah, like, you're right. I, I would like us to – I would like people to understand that we do this in good faith and we're trying our best to serve each subject matter with justice and in a thorough way that is researched and insightful. But, like, sometimes you just have to be like, look, here's where I stand. We're the ones delivering this. It is in a conversational tone. So just – covering our bases and let's give you four more disclaimers yeah well right I, I don't know what to i mean i don't know yeah. what to you know what else to do except mm-hmm. that we're just doing it and it and on a case-by-case basis mm-hmm. and that one you know it's not something we've discussed a lot and i didn't want to not do it so you got some disclaimers oh well <laughs> but thank you for the review yeah that's great i tried one star <laughs> You know who tried and gave five stars to a five-star general? Uh-oh. In the way of haunting? How's that for a segue? That's seamless. Let's go back to West Point, New York, the Highland Falls area. I always get Highland Mills and Highland Falls mixed up. No one else would care but me. <laughs> yeah. That's just in the area that I grew up in. It's, Hi- mm-hmm. it's Highland Falls which is the town mm-hmm. and West Point is, um, I don't know how it, it, it is the province in there. Okay. It's a very small town. We got to the bottom of that controversy. Yes. Yeah, so, so we're going to go back there. Walk directly into quarters 107 B. A professor once lived there with his wife, but it does not end well. The couple was struck with tragedy. She became ill in the 1920s. And to help kind of ease her pain, keep the house in order, her mother came to live with them. And how the story goes is that the professor and the mother got together, which 
the wife was like, hey, <laughs> this is not helping. No. I don't know why you thought it would be helping. And don't ever trust a professor. They say that her death was maybe accelerated due to a broken heart and, and a lack of a, a will to live. Ugh. She made have a dying wish that she doesn't marry her mother. That's reasonable. Mm. Reasonable wish. Uh-oh. Kind of sounds like a battle axe, actually. Uh, oh, now I can't marry wow, your mother? Rude. Rude. But I'm sure he was like, mm-hmm. And then she died and then, oh. real quick, married her mother. Gross. What do you think her ghost did? Haunted him. Turned the other ghost cheek. Nope. Wow. Not at all. Mm-mm-mm. And... She haunted that room that the intense emotional distress from some mediums claim that it keeps her soul gripped to the world and cannot find peace because of the betrayal of her husband. And that led to a lot of paranormal activity in those quarters over the years. Items thrown, turned upside down, a clock that was frozen for years, abruptly chimed and was brought back to life. And a former tenant said they heard horrendous sounds in the night, like someone riding a big wheel across the wooden floor overhead, which is, I mean, that's like kind of shining vibes, right? Yeah. The haunting was so frequent that that they had to seal off the door to the ghost bedroom because people were so terrified. But it was reopened in the 1950s. The ghost received her name from the eight-year-old daughter of a class of 1960 graduate they lived there between 1971 and 1975 that's prime prime ghost time yeah and the little girl and the younger sister lived in the haunted room of course Mm. the girl woke her parents up in the middle of the night multiple times they heard her having a conversation with this ghost but after getting out of bed to check on her they discovered she was not speaking with anyone they could see wow the little girl was saying professors are filthy don't trust your mom yeah. When the parents were like, who are you talking to? She just said, the lady. The lady. So let's go to November 21st, 1972. There's an unexplained phenomenon here, said Lieutenant Colonel Patrick Dion, who's the Academy's information officer. Mm-hmm. He was described as a non-believer, but eventually he gave in. Something has happened, and we're not going to be able to explain what it is. He acknowledged that ghosts had become something of a problem, and hundreds of cadets have asked for permission to spend the night in the haunted room because they were like, I'm interested. Of course they want that. And there was so much, I guess, hubbub? Is that too risque to say? Is that too Yeah, you're actually edgy? you're getting called out. Okay. That's not very intersectional. <laughs> so nobody was getting any studying done. It was very distracting. So the latest apparition... That happened then, mm-hmm. after a lecture to West Point upperclassmen on haunted houses by Ed and Lorraine Warren. Thank you. Oh, I should have said something else. Yeah. But I was just so happy that I got that. My brain fried. And, you know, they describe themselves as ghost hunters. Mm-hmm. But while plebes, or first-year men, were barred from the lecture, it was the plebes who first saw the apparition. Oh. You need those plebes. Gene Dixon, or Jeannie Dixon, the psychic who became known nationwide for predicting the assassination of 
JFK. JFK. Got it. That's an interesting story on its own. Um, it's a very interesting. Ooh, you should do that sometime because I'm yeah, not familiar with that. I think there's like a phone call. There was some things that she claimed that didn't end up happening, but there was mm-hmm. something. I think it was via a phone call. I think she made the phone. From what I remember, I could be totally wrong, but she made a phone call and was pretty accurate with what happened. Ooh, I definitely want to hear more so about we'll that. put a pin in that. It's like every psychic, though, or it's like the things they get right and you're like oh my god it's real give me a number from one to ten two three four yeah. five one ten, ten. yeah it's it's ten yeah <laughs> wow i got it right nine were wrong well one was right <laughs> but this one is a pretty it's it's interesting it's it definitely interesting even coming from me a skeptic mm-hmm. she visited west point to try to spiritually cleanse room 4714 her visit was cut short when according to eyewitness accounts her two friends <laughs> no yeah. i don't know her buds she was unexplainably lifted off the floor, thrown from the room, and never visited the academy again. And there goes the haunting at West Point in 1972. Wow. That is terrifying and interesting. And I wonder, post the 70s, you know, people still see things, or is it just, there's just so much about that specific you know, point in time or like what about that time made the hauntings go up so much? Is there, is the idea of being haunted contagious? Like a, a mass hysteria? tree around it, yeah. And I think the military was like pretty, they were good with whether it was new age, hauntings, paranormal, psychics, mm-hmm. totally on board during that time and mm. you know, through the 90s. And... Just think about you know, what was happening on TV and movies, and and a lot of things were being sold and sensationalized. That maybe turned out to not be true, but yeah. as it's being put out, the critical thinking isn't maybe maybe what it is now with the amount of information that could be shared. But I think at that point, nobody was just debunking these things. They weren't debunking Ed and Lorraine Warren or anything like that, and they were pretty high. And they're still high profile, so. It makes a lot of sense, but I think it just takes one, then two, then it goes from two to a hundred. Mm-hmm. But I think you need that second one, I think, to, yeah. to make things really get ramped up. Totally. Well, I think when you have a culture or like a perceived notion that someone saw something somewhere and you're like, oh my God, they saw, that's crazy. Someone else sees something. And then people want to see things. They're more open to it. There's more people reporting on it because it feels like it's more of a hot spot. It's like any haunted like we are very familiar with this any haunted place you know it's a snowball effect of storytelling and testimony and it just becomes bigger than maybe it should be in a lot of cases i think also the area in which is located obviously very historic mm-hmm. and if you have ever been to west point or you've been to highland falls it has a very small village kind of look if you've seen like like a Stephen King movie, I know that most of those yeah. are set in Maine. But from what I remember, you might have a similar vibe. So it wasn't Times Square mm-hmm. or you know Hollywood and Highland. It was happening in a place that looked and felt, you know, those cold winters. Yeah, the you know it wasn't sun and fun. I think it was just a, everything was kind of rife with. Things that would make people believe in, in, in being haunted and things that are haunted. And then people, psychics, yeah, ghost hunters. Also, 
you know, this is how they keep, you know, they're like, I'll, I'll show up. Yeah. Because there's always press. There's always something to be documented. And the people that are calling them are like, I don't believe this, but prove me wrong. They're like, we think that something's up here. And we have an inclination to also believe it and believe whatever you say. Yeah. You got Amityville Horror, not not too long. Yeah, that's true. DeFeo's, I think that was around the same, was it DeFeo Murders yeah, around the same close. year? Then, I know. still think, though, I mean, I think that's all true culturally, satanic panic, kind of post-60s, you know, darkness around, yeah, the realities of, of that all kind of create this climate for believing in ghosts and believing in the paranormal, supernatural things. But at the same time, I think of West Point, and I really do think, like, young people high achievers, pretty straight laced being in this context. And again, maybe it was totally different and maybe my notion of it is incorrect, but I think that's also very interesting. This institution that again, we don't go to, there's so many places on the East coast that are haunted, have a lot of history to them to explore that in this mil this high intensity military Academy is very interesting. Do you think it's possible that, Agent Zemed was just a ghost when I saw him, that I just wanted it to be him so bad. And he rode off on his motorcycle. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.